among rattling mail coaches and market carts and past thousands of weary cattle being herded to their slaughter. Back in Kensington Palace, the Duke of Kent was restless with pride and excitement. In letters to friends, he raved about his wife's patience and sweetness during labour, and he praised the midwife, Frau Siebold, for her activity, zeal and knowledge. In a curious coincidence that shows how tight-knit the worlds of the British and German royals were at the time, just three months later, Frau Siebold was to preside at the birth of Victoria's future husband, Albert of Saxe, coburg and Gotha. The baby Albert, his mother cooed, was superbe, d'une beauté extraordinaire. From infancy, Albert was praised for his beauty, just as Victoria was praised for her strength. At birth, Victoria was only fifth in line to the throne. But in the years before, her father, Edward Duke of Kent, the fourth son of King George III, had dramatically revised his life when he realised his siblings were not producing heirs and that the throne could someday pass to him and his offspring. He already had a partner, a gentle Frenchwoman named Julie de Saint-Laurent, Edward had ostensibly hired her to sing at a party with his band in 1790, during his first stint as governor in Gibraltar, but she was really brought into his house to share his bed. Despite these unromantic beginnings, and the fact that even if they had married, the king would never have recognised their union, they formed a remarkably successful partnership, which lasted through postings in Canada and Gibraltar, as well as a scandalous mutiny by Edward's troops. But despite the three decades he had spent with the devoted Julie de Saint-Laurent, Edward had come to decide he needed a legitimate wife, one who would enable him to pay off his substantial debts, as princes were given additional allowances when they wed. When his niece Charlotte, the presumptive heir to the throne, died in childbirth, it also became clear that if he found a younger wife, she might be able to bear a child who could reign over England. When the Duke of Kent urged his carriage westward from Germany weeks before Victoria's birth, he was trying to outrun the most unpredictable of rivals, biology. He wanted to get his heavily pregnant German wife to Britain in time to give birth to a baby he hoped might one day sit on the throne. The Duke was certain any future monarch would be more loved if the baby bawled his or her first cry on England's soil. He looked down at his wife's pale face, lit by the gentle spring sun, and beamed. He was fifty-one and penniless. It was something of a miracle that he had found such a young, pretty, amiable wife. The thirty-two-year-old Princess Victoire of Saxe-Coburg-Saalfeld, a tiny principality much diminished by Napoleon's land grab in South Germany, was cheerful, short and plump, with brown ringlets and apple-red cheeks. Recently widowed, Victoire had two children of her own and had taken some persuading before agreeing to marry the Duke of Kent. But they had quickly settled into a fond companionship and Victoire soon became pregnant. When he began the long journey from Amorbach to England, the Duke was not just racing to Great Britain, he hoped he was racing to the throne. Just a year before, the thought that the Duke of Kent might be able to produce an heir to the throne would have been laughable. He was then only a distant fifth in line, 
after his older brother George, the Prince Regent. Next in line after George was George's only and much-loved child, Charlotte. Then, also ahead of the Duke of Kent, were his other older brothers, Frederick and William. King George III, who was going mad, had fifteen children with his wife, Queen Charlotte, though only twelve were still alive. The seven remaining sons had precedence over their five sisters, and if any of the sons had children, the crown would pass down to their heirs, not to their siblings. The British throne was until 2011 governed by male preference primogeniture, whereby the crown passed to the sons, in order of birth, before then being passed to the daughters, in order of birth. Charlotte, the only daughter of King George III's eldest son, the Prince Regent who had become George IV, would ascend the throne after her father. Charlotte was a high-spirited...